Hey, everybody. Welcome to the American Foundation for the Blinds Inform and Connect podcast. We are so excited to be here today. And I am super excited because I get to speak to a very special guest. And I love our topic as well. We are going to be diving into AFB's Line Leaders Program. And to do that, we have a very special guest who is a recent graduate of our very first inaugural class, Miss Sherry Pablo. Sherry, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Actually, I'm doing spectacular because I get to hang with you and we get to talk about blind leaders. Yes. I I'm know. Excited to be here. <laughs> well, congratulations on graduating at our first kickoff program. And boy, my gosh, we did that through a pandemic and the world was nuts, right? Yes. A lot of changes, but as blind leaders, we are adaptable and flexible. Exactly. We totally are. I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So the world, we really had to pivot. Um, you know, when we first started this, we were making plans to travel and to meet in person and at least at our um, AFB leadership conference for 2020. And we had to pivot real quick. And um you just thank you so much for sticking with us. So let's let's kind of jump in, Sherry. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I um, am currently in graduate school, um, but when I started the program, I was actually working at the Public Health Institute, and uh, my interest is really in healthcare and trying to make it more diverse and inclusive. Um, and as far as my sight loss, I actually became blind in my mid-20s. So I grew up fully sighted, able-bodied, and one day I ended up getting sick and in the process ended up becoming blind. And so I had a major life transition into uh, the disabled community, and I really had to kind of pivot and kind of find what I wanted to do moving forward. Um, initially, I was really into the sciences, and I wanted to go into medicine, um, that was the path that I was kind of always working towards. And after I lost my sight, I really had to kind of explore um, where I would like to be moving forward. Wow, Sherry, that's awesome. I I totally understand, you know, myself being blind. And one thing that you and I both share, which I'm going to let everyone know, the reason why I can talk about this is I got the privilege to be um, in the Blind Leaders Program myself as Sherry's mentor, which we really bonded over our both of our shared um, experiences. We both experienced uh, sight loss in a very traumatic and unexpected way and had to pivot quickly. So, um, you know, one of the things that has always really, uh, it's just really blown me out and has motivated me, Sherry, is your willingness to to stick and, and move from, you know, you were in a career when we met and you were wanting to change that. Can you tell us about that? What, what was it about that made you want to go back to school? Yeah. So, you know, as far as, you know, having lost my sight kind of as a young adult, um, I definitely kind of went through the experiences of trying to figure out what kind of role and what kind of position I wanted to be in, uh, still within science and, and healthcare. Um, but that whole process of kind of learning my strengths and skills and even just being comfortable with blindness, um, you know, skills and technology 
uh, was really challenging over time. And as I actually became better at those skills and I went to a training program and met other blind professionals, um, those spaces that I wanted to be in, in particular healthcare spaces, aren't the most accessible for the blind. Um, But I was very fortunate in all my opportunities to have amazing supervisors that, you know, gave me the opportunity to to learn and to grow in those spaces. Um, But as I was working, those spaces were really, you know, not very, um, I guess you would say like those kind of like spaces just didn't have the representation, the disability or even blindness representation. Right. that I felt like that it needed. And I typically was always the first blind person in these spaces. And that was like really problematic. Right. Um, because at the same time as I was learning and growing as a professional, I was also having to educate everyone around me. And um, advocate for yourself. Yes. Um, and so that was really one of the reasons why, um, you know, I was interested in kind of going back to school Um, I think thinking about the big picture, I just knew that if I wanted to make certain changes within the healthcare system and in certain organizations, that I really needed an advanced degree, um, as well as to increase my leadership uh, capabilities in order to move up. That is great. And I want to brag on you in a little bit, but I want to stop here about your leadership and kind of move back into the blind leaders because that's really what we're all about is, is taking people to the next level, A. And, and, and another thing, B, is, you know, you really, uh, I think um, one of the most common things that we hear about in our community, the BVI community, is that you fight so hard to get a job and, and you feel like sometimes you don't have options. And, and you really took that initiative to say, hey, I am gainfully employed, but I have a bigger calling and you really followed that. So with Blind Leaders, can you tell us how it is that you found out about Blind Leaders program from AFB? Yes, it was really random. Of course, I've always known about AFB. Um, It was actually a social media post that a friend um, posted on Facebook um, Mm -hmm. that I actually first saw um, the announcement that the Blind Leaders Development Program was starting and they were accepting applications. And um, at the time I was in my role um, as a VISTA lead with Public Health Institute and I was doing well, but I also knew I was struggling because I didn't know that many blind leaders. Um, You know, I still was kind of growing my professional network and I thought that it would be a great opportunity to kind of be able to have a mentor um, that could understand my, my needs in the workforce. That is wonderful. So when you went ahead and applied, what, what did you kind of find when you started and you found out you got accepted and started the program? What did you find was really pulling you towards that and you, you've learned throughout the program? Um, I really liked the fact that there was going to be a mentor-mentee relationship <laughs> um, and that I would also be able to meet other young or, you know, blind professionals working in a whole different variety of fields um, to connect with um, across the country. Um, Because a lot of the times, you know, blind professionals are just trying to um, perform their job duties and 
sometimes that in and of itself takes up all of our time and energy and we don't take the time to actually connect with other people in different disciplines and fields. Um, so that was definitely a positive aspect. I also like the fact that it was dedicated time for me to explore areas that I could improve upon. Um, and the curriculum that was kind of in place about trying to explore and kind of get feedback on your strengths and um, opportunities was really kind of like what I needed. A lot of self-reflection and a lot of even evaluation from my peers and my supervisors. Um, getting that at the beginning of the program really opened my eyes to kind of how I viewed myself as a leader versus how other people like viewed me, which they were very completely different. And I wouldn't have known that without that kind of assessment. That is wonderful. I, I have to say, I also too really enjoyed we, you know, the program that she's talking about is we, is the leadership challenges and we, the leadership challenge. And we really explored like the different principles of leadership that were really important, um, especially in the time of you know, being in that virtual world, um, you know, we talk about networking and, and other things and, and navigating that. And I think a lot of people think, you know, and I love how you brought up learning about interdisciplines and other areas, both having that cohort of fellows that are looking for the same things. And then also having that mentor relationship how did you find, like, when we were kind of, when you were with your fellows, the things that you guys would talk about, what were some of the things you learned from your peers? Oh, uh, well, we definitely talked about, a lot about our technology mishaps and just <laughs> the things that happen when technology does not work. Um, you know, uh, we would share, like, kind of tools and kind of, like, hacks that we would, not like, we knew using certain like software programs we got together as a group several times for like happy hours or little social mixers on the weekends just to kind of get to know each other uh, which is really nice but I think it's just knowing that we all struggle in different ways and sometimes you know we can relate to each other on that same level or even just thinking about like ways to improve communicating with um, our peers or supervisors or our next steps, applying for jobs and things like that. It was just really nice to have that kind of camaraderie. That is so nice. And I, and I think for me, like with the, when we got together, like with being a mentor in the program, just to give a flip side of it, was we, we had our own training too, talking about and being able to say, hey, you know, I've never experienced this problem before, but we have, I think the communication part, between fellows and mentors one-on-one -on -one and together was so beneficial. Um, Sherry, I love the part when we were all talking about, we all had a common goal of just networking, being blind, like walking in a room. Like most people that are sighted obviously see the person they want to talk to and go to. And so that was a shared thing. So being able to pop in and talk about that was, was also one thing that I really found interesting and also very helpful in our current state of being on Zoom and then also how to carry myself when we do go to other networking opportunities. Did you find any of those other things that we kind of came to a shared understanding and helped each other out with that were beneficial? 
Yeah, I mean, there were, I mean, other than the leadership challenge and of course our relationship with mentors, um, you know, the program did include other kind of webinars and kind of like soft skills and uh, kind of separate workshops that we all attended where we learned about like, you know, like how to, you know, build a social media presence or how to use project management tools and you know, some of those kind of topics were really interesting. How to, you know, storytell, like, you know, your your story and how that's important in kind of like building your yourself up. And so those kind of things were also super useful and like quick, quick enough that it was like just enough information to kind of start you on the process of thinking and not, but not overwhelming. Right. And I, too, just want to bring the, the fact up with learning those skills that there's so many times that people think, you know, well, this is, you know, an individual that's blind, how could they possibly navigate this? Or, you know, I think there's these conscious and unconscious biases that are put on us, but we also put on ourselves, like you had kind of mentioned before, like seeing how you saw yourself as a leader. But for me, the leader I saw in you was, wow, you know, as a mentor, I learned so much from you with watching you say, hey, you know, I have career goals. This happened to me. I wanted to move into the healthcare world. I had to pivot. And you stuck with your why and what is passionate for you. And, and I, you know, when I talked about this, you know, first shared a personal experience about even just going to the doctor and things not being accessible and, and listening to your passions about how you want that to change and what you're doing about it. And, and then moving into, you know, your program. So tell us about what you're doing now, Sherry. And I just, again, want to tell you how so proud I am of you and just how strong you are. And I love that you are a living example of you can be blind and you have this, but it doesn't mean you have to stay where you are. You can pivot, you can move, you can do what it is you want to do. And I just, this biggest smile on my face and sending you a big virtual hug, but can you talk about what it is you're doing now? I mean, this our program is a year long, and we'll get into that in a little bit in our centennial year, but tell us about what you're doing now, Sherry. Yeah, so I mean, after acquiring a couple years or several years of work experience, um, and that I think is the most important part for like any blind leader professional is just get out there and try things until you kind of figure out what you like and don't like. and. I've had both clinical and non-clinical experiences in the healthcare field. And, you know, through that, I learned that I am really good at helping to run teams and working with organizations. And so I found that I actually do like kind of being in the non-clinical role. Um, and so I decided to go back to school. Um, and so now I'm currently actually just finished my first year at UC Berkeley in the School of Public Health, and I will be earning my master's in public health and, you know, graduating on time next year in May 2022. Um, I'm currently focused on health policy and management, and so it has been a whirlwind of, like, transitioning from working to being a student, um, and at the moment, I am currently a summer intern with Peace Health, which is a healthcare organization based in the Pacific Northwest. And it's through a program of the Institute for Diversity and Health Equity through the American Hospital Association. 
Wow. How, if people wanted to learn more about where you're interning, where is there a, a URL they could go to? Yes. So the summer enrichment program is geared specifically towards diversifying health leadership uh, within organizations across the United States. And anyone interested in actually learning more about the program can go to the website, ifdhe.aha.org. Well, that is incredible. And I also just want to leave you guys with this. Sherry was not only accepted to UC Berkeley, but she was accepted to all the colleges that she applied to, which was for five, correct? Yes. Yes. So we're talking about a girl here. I just am so proud of her, you guys, very much so. Um, Sherry, before we go into some, we're going to introduce uh, our um, AFB's public relations manager, John Mackin, to kind of ask us some questions to move into. But I want everyone to know that we are in our centennial year here at AFB. We are getting ready to kick off our second cohort, which is our centennial co cohort. Application process is going to be at early July. If you are interested in being a mentor or a fellow, check us out at afb.org slash blind leaders. No space, just blind leaders together. Again, that's afb.org slash blind leaders. Also, if you are interested in supporting the program, you can also contact me, Melody Goodspeed at mgoodspeed at afb.org. Sherry, this has been incredible. I, I have to tell you, this has been one rough year for us all and being able to be here with you through this and kicking off our Blind Leaders program was just a true gift to me. I'm so incredibly proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad too. John, it's so good to have you, everybody. This is our um, public public sorry relations manager, John Mackin, who's going to hang out with us for a little bit. Hello. Hi. Hello. So Thank John you both. Always this got, is, um, yeah. This is, uh, it's, it was um, fascinating listening to this remarkable journey. I, I appreciate you you sharing your story, Sherry. And um, Melody, I, I, I love your questions. Speaking of, we have some more here. <laughs> Bring them on, John. Shall we dive right in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Okay, Sherry, um, you know, we always, we're always having conversations about technology. So one of the questions that we often get is, how do you keep your tech skills current? So that is something I struggle with a little bit. Um, what I've actually found helpful are the podcasts that uh, people are producing. I know Freedom Scientific or Vistero produces one. Uh, I keep track of what's you know, the changes that happens to JAWS and things like that. And I also am, am a part of a different assistive technology groups on Facebook. Um, and I get a lot of kind of interesting tips and tricks there. So I like to kind of pay attention to what other people are kind of learning and doing. I'm going to have to pick that up, Sherry. I've never, I'm going to have to start looking into those. That's excellent. See, always learning. <laughs> Life is a journey. Yes. <laughs> so uh, 
you know, you uh, from hearing your your story uh, over the last you know twenty minutes with Melody, um, so it sounds like you're a very busy person. So I'm I'm curious, how do you unwind? What does Sherry Pablo do for fun? You know, what are your what are your hobbies? Well, you know, now that things are starting to open up a little more in California, and even pre-COVID, um, I like to travel a lot. Um, I like having things on my calendar to look forward to. So I love uh, getting together with friends for dinner. If it was over, you know, the last year was getting together virtually uh, with friends um, on the weekends. I like to read a lot um, as well as I've actually been folding origami paper cranes the last year as kind of like a meditation practice. Fun. You know, we get a, we get some here and there uh, cookie cutter style answers, but I have to say that last one was a first. That was very <laughs> yes. Well, definitely folding origami. There's plenty of uh, blind tutorial blind friendly tutorials out there to check out. So you know anyone can do it. Very cool. And that you mentioned it was a uh, that it was for you a meditative practice. I love that. Me too. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that, Sherry. Where do you see yourself professionally in, in the next 10 to 15 years? Um, you know, in terms of how, how would you like to see your career unfold? Yeah, so, you know, a big part of me participating in the Blind Leaders Development Program was this realization I had at my last workplace where I really needed to look that far ahead to see where I wanted to be. And particularly within healthcare, um, the pandemic has kind of really spotlighted all the health inequities that have pretty much have always existed for people with disabilities. Um, and that, you know, a lot has not changed even within the last 30 years of the passage of the ADA. And a lot of that is because there's a lack of representation within healthcare spaces. Um, and so, you know, I think, I believe, like I listened to a recent podcast episode where uh, the chairman of the National Council on Disability actually spoke about how there's so much lack of representation within healthcare leadership, healthcare organizations, uh, board board members, just people who are able to make decisions and provide input for, for access and for um, equal treatment of people with disabilities. And so I see myself actually in that kind of space. Like I wanna move up the field and actually be uh, an executive healthcare leadership within an organization or within a federal agency or you know with some type of organization where there is decision making you know power to influence change within the larger system and i think until you know the us and you know agencies kind of pivot towards that where there is more representation of the disabled, um, that a lot of these health inequities aren't really going to be addressed. Um, I think we've done a good job of racial, you know, diversity, gender diversity, but there hasn't been a lot of work done on dis disability kind of like recruitment, retention, and upward mobility. So that's kind of where I see myself. I want to influence policy. I want to influence the the system, but I also want to, you know, as part of that, my long-term goal is also to increase um, employment of the disabled within healthcare spaces, 
because that's also very important to me. I mean, mic drop right there, Sherry. <laughs> I just, and I know you're gonna do it. And there's no doubt in my mind at all. I just, um, wow, John, so I, I have no other words. What do you think? Well, I, I thought it was fantastic, and, and frankly, it, it's it's a it's a perfect segue into the last question that I have. It, it's a perfect segue, um, Sherry. As you probably know, uh, you know it, it is twenty twenty one is uh, the centennial year for the American Foundation for the Blind, and our theme for the centennial is inclusion knows no limits. So, just thinking big right now, inclusion knows no limits. What does a world of no limits look like to you? Uh, inclusion is really about just equal access and treatment. Um, and so, I mean, if I think about just healthcare spaces or just, you know, equal opportunity for disabled and the blind to enter these spaces, whether that be education, um, whether it be like in, in employment, um, just having that opportunity and even just like welcoming nature of like really looking at inclusion and trying to change the culture um, to be more accepting, to be more accommodating, to kind of take at all of our strengths. Um, because I think that inclusion also means kind of working at the stigma and kind of like the misperceptions of the blind in these, uh, these spaces. And so I really, you know, like to challenge people to kind of think about like how the blind can kind of enter these spaces. And it's not, you know, healthcare isn't just the clinical aspects. Like we need, we need the blind everywhere, like behind the scenes, in the finance department, in, in technology, in kind of like, you know, in all aspects of, of healthcare. And so I think that there's opportunity for a much more inclusive world um, that values disabled and I think the more that there is representation the more inclusive we can become. Thank you so much Terry that was very well said I couldn't agree with you on any more on any of those spaces and again I uh, I love the fact that we're moving onward and upward and even though we have graduated from the first inaugural class, I know that we will still be side by side this whole time as you venture through your career and and you become a, a leader and a mentor, which you already are a leader. So I'm so proud of you again. And everybody, and again, we are opening up our application process early July this year. So, you know, very soon within the next couple of weeks, if you want to learn more about the Blind Leaders Program, at the American Foundation for the Blind, visit afb.org slash blindleaders. If you want to email us to find out more about us, you just need to visit B as in blind, L as in leaders, D as in development, P as in program at afb.org. 